Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hey, guys. It's Wednesday. It's time for the Higher Self Voice. And today, as you probably know, if you've tuned in, we are going to be hearing in his own words from Sadakis, who was Apostle Paul during the infusion of the higher heart consciousness concept on this planet 2,000 years ago. Anyway, um, it is not... Last week I mentioned that I thought this was going to be a great exercise this week from Paul, but it turns out I was wrong. He is not offering an exercise today. He offers a lot, and you're going to get a lot out of today. It's going to be next week when I have in her own words, and we have Mother Mary uh, coming to us as her fifth dimensional um, self. Um, She's the mother of the fifth dimensional who played the uh, Marias who played the role of Jesus in this life. So the terrific exercise is going to be next week. And but doesn't mean we aren't going to have a good healing today. There are many issues that Paul brings up today that we all can benefit by doing some sort of healing. And that's what the healing will be, or the exercise at the end of the, you know, after not the end of the show, but at the after I get the information. Okay. So again, let me just remind you, this is in his own words from Paul, Apostle Paul or Sadakis, who is the fifth dimensional name. And the information was brought in, reflected by Joan Culpepper, uh, uh, March 1st in 1987. So it was, what, 30 years ago now. It was very profound then, even though it seems like, oh my gosh, it's 30 years old, it isn't relevant. It's extremely relevant now, and everyone is going to be able to relate to it. I think when I heard it 30 years ago, I couldn't absorb it or understand it or take it in at the level that I can now, because now I'm 30 years later. It's so much more experience with the information, with utilizing information. And, of course, we've all had some awakening as we've been told, even back then, we were, quote-unquote, half-awakened. I still think we're in the state or the process of awakening, but still we're further along than, than we were when we're, wherever we all were 30 years ago. So I do hear it, feel it, sense it in such a different way. I thought I got it all back then, but it's just amazing. There's a much different level now, which, of course, makes sense. Uh, we get, you know, when we're parents, for we get things as we go through with the first child. But when we have the second child, we've already done the first, so we know, we have more of a context, more experience, more practice, uh, more options, more choices. We just know more, and that's the way it's been with this information for me. So, some of you may feel that this information, in his own words, whether it's from coming from Sadakis or Marias, or next week it'll be Mother Mary. No matter who it's coming from, 
it might feel like it's so much meat it's hard to absorb. And in fact, it is a lot of meat, even though I'm feeling it and sensing it and taking it in at such so much more of a deeper level. It doesn't mean, and I think I even said last week, that sometimes I go back and I personally reread it because, of course, I have the transcription, so I can do that. Some of you may want to re-listen. I am going to at some point, and I have to learn how to do it myself, so I don't know how quick it's going to be. I'm going to get these audio things out. I'm going to, you know, edit it down. So this chit-chat, for example, that I'm giving right now won't be on it. And so there'll be available in a way that's maybe easier in that they'll be shorter to listen to and they'll be available in mp3 podcasts like much of my stuff and i'm sure it'll be on youtube but it'll be audio on youtube too but in any case that's down the line i haven't done that yet that's just one more thing on my list to get more information out there but okay so we're going to start with paul he this is a long session and i think you all are going to feel Behind Sadakis's words, he gives them without emotion. In other words, they're very straightforward. They're very, uh, they're you know, he's not going into you know a high emotional state in any way, shape, or form. But you're going to feel, at least I did, as I've read it two or three or four times now preparing to do this show, as I read it, I can feel behind it this sense of importance that he puts on what he tells us. He doesn't come through with Joan nine or ten times because he doesn't care. He comes through because he really wants to help us. He knows, he's experienced firsthand on this planet, the difficulty of running a new age, the difficulty of becoming awakened, and he's sharing all that with us so that we understand we're not alone, that this is part of the process. And he's really, I I can just feel this undercurrent. See if you do when you're listening to it, this undercurrent of this is important, guys. Listen to me. I'm trying to help you here kind of thing. And he's, there's just this great desire to support us. And anyway, so... That's Sadakis. Sadakis is the fifth dimensional name. Paul is the name he had when he was present in that life as the Apostle Paul. The Mother Mary, it turns out, never gave us a fifth dimensional name because, as you know, they only give us names so that we have something to focus on. They've said, and I think even on this show, one of somebody said our name isn't important. Uh, I've had that over and over again. It, it's just a way for us to refer to them. So I refer to Mary as Mother Mary, just like, you know, it's a common term used for her. She does not give us any direction as to what to call her, but she would have had a fifth dimensional name if she felt it was important at this point in time to give it to us. She would have, but she didn't. So anyway, you'll see next week. It's very interesting. She really clarifies a few things about her place in the unfolding of the concept, the higher heart consciousness of concept. And she is the one that brings us this terrific exercise, which I have used, and it is really great. So you're going to like that part, too. Anyway, so right now, we're going to start with this Sadakis in his own words. Again, it was April of 1987. It was the next week 
after the one that I did last week because I am going in order and we are going to start with Joan doing the amalgamation again. She does it so beautifully and so well that I think you can relate to what she says uh, a lot and <clears throat> some of it rings very similar to what I do. But it, again, it's not about doing everything the same way. There is no one right way. This was Joan's way. It's profound. It's moving. It's important. So I do, since I have them as part of the transcription, I am going to continue to include them. Okay. All right. Oh, I just want to remind you before I start that I, if I need to break in in some way, I will say Janet. And then when I'm done with what I'm saying, I will go say Sadakas so that you'll know what's me and what's Sadakis in his own words. Okay. All right now, let's quiet our minds for a few moments. And you all know that in the state of quiet, we remain consciously alert. And in the state of quiet, I want you to consciously focus your attention on the light within, with the understanding that that light is your perception and therefore a symbol of your pure soul essence. Within this light, you carry your highest, most purest, most perfect point of power, and it is your connecting link to the originating source of all energy. Now continue to focus on the light and allow it to grow until you stand completely encompassed within its center. And in this centeredness, I ask that each of us be taken into the originating source of all energy. And I'd like to stop here for just a moment and have each of you experience, however you experience, this connection of your pure soul essence with the originating source. Plugged in at the pure soul essence level, you are at home. That part of the energy that originally gave birth to all life forms. In your pure soul essence, you are home. Now, continuing in consciousness, let each of us amalgamate with the totality of all of our higher selves. And I further invite any higher selves from any realm or any direction that care to join with us for tonight's session. And I ask that each of us remain conscious throughout of our centeredness and our amalgamation. And that each of us be pure and perfect instruments to receive, to articulate, to understand and to manifest from the highest level that that will be given to us in the session tonight. Now, let's continue to consciously focus on the amalgamation, the pure soul essence, and the originating source of all energy. And in this state of consciousness, let us now focus our attention on the symbolic but very real healing circle that we symbolize as a circle of light here in the center of this room. I now each of you, I now ask each of you to begin to consciously focus higher heart consciousness energy from the heart center out towards the healing circle. Let us infuse into this energy the balancing of the rainbow bridge, the power of the miraculous, peace and oneness with itself and all life forms perfect balance and harmony in every area of the body, the mind, the soul, and the desire 
to receive these energies and utilize them. Now continue to allow that flow of energy outward from the heart into the center of the healing circle. You may perceive the energy in any way you desire, with the understanding that to focus your conscious thought upon it, upon it is to call upon it, to activate it, and utilize it. Now, into the center of the circle, let's begin to focus on people, situations, and conditions where healing and balancing energy is needed. I would ask that all people in this group, including all people from the past, all the people have not, and all the people who have not yet come into the group, to be placed within the circle. And as you know, when we consciously focus our attention on this practice, the energy and the light goes forth. And therefore, there are souls that we do not know who come in from many areas to respond to the energy and to move into this healing circle. And now let us begin to slowly move this energy outward, moving this energy in through and around every soul so placed within the circle, with the understanding that the higher self will tend the energy, will utilize it from this moment forward, so that all souls so placed will benefit from this to the degree those souls desire to process the energy. Now, let us consciously focus this energy out across the planet, moving it in, through, and around the force fields created around this planet by the thoughts and actions and reactions of all souls who have moved across its surface, infusing this energy into those force fields in order to bring this planet to a clearer, higher level of heart consciousness so that the souls moving across its surface can reach that higher level and draw from it in a state of higher heart clarity. Now let us move the energy upward into the astral band of the totality of the human kingdom universe, infusing it into it the higher heart consciousness energy already there and empowering it by focusing our attention. You may perceive this as a brilliant flame of pink light if you desire or you may perceive it in whatever way you desire remember to consciously focus your thought upon it is to activate it and now let us move the energy out into the totality of the human kingdom universe encompassing and including all life and all kingdoms from the planets themselves to upward to include the mineral plant animal and human kingdoms and into the conglomerate soul space of the plant, mineral, animal. Into the totality of the fourth dimensional human kingdom etheric patterns, touching every soul at every level with higher heart consciousness. And now, if each of you would do this from time to time in the coming days, take a moment to sit and consciously think about this higher heart consciousness energy, you will greatly assist in empowering it and infusing it, which allows it to grow ever more expansive and ever more powerful. All right. Sadakis. Sadakis moves forward once more to speak with us tonight. And apparently, hmm, this is kind of interesting because he appears to me as an IBM executive, preppy type, a suit, a tie, briefcase. He is opening up and getting all of these materials together. And I take this to mean that we're going to get into a kind of no-nonsense, very business-like kind of discussion here. And Sadakis is in agreement with that. 
could I ask if this was my projection of that or if this is something you are projecting to me? He said, this is another way of keeping us from falling into the trap of conformity so that we do not lock down on any, any specific way of looking. Because he reminds me that not only do we place our own projections outward and see them many times the way we perceive them to be based on our level of awareness, but they also have the ability to project configurations that appear different ways at different times. So tonight we have the IBM preppy type. Okay, without belaboring the issue, he reminds us again that many times we have been given the concept and the idea that in proportion to the light comes the darkness. He also indicates that we understand that the darkness many times is not only from that external source that comes forward to test and tempt, but also in many instances, we ourselves go through our own testing and tempting based on whatever we carry at our own altered reality level. So that even though there are true elements as externals who do test and tempt the initiates along the path of evolution, the testing and tempting many times takes place within an individual due to the reality that the individual has the ability to make free will choices and free will decisions. So that at one level in this darkness pattern, that will grow, continue to grow correspondingly as fifth dimensionals continue to grow in awareness, whether it's conscious or unconscious, there will be a continuing appearance of darkness as it pertains to what we observe and what we see upon the planet itself. Janet. Sadaka seems to throw out the idea that testing and tempting comes to us because we have free will choices and decisions, and he doesn't really explain what that means, what he means. Keep in mind that those of us in the room at that time understood this as we've been coming for years and had a deep context for the information. Of course, some of you don't. What he means is here that each of us at the soul level chooses to test and tempt ourselves to help heal, open our awareness, move forward, unfold, awaken, etc. So often the testing and tempting comes from within as we manifest our own challenges, difficulties, painful or scary situations and conditions, etc. So bottom line, we have testing and tempting coming from both within and without. So the quote unquote darkness pattern will continue on the planet. Now, I put quotes around the word darkness because we perceive it as darkness often when we look at what's happening globally. However, keep in mind, it is our only our perception. Each soul is moving through its own opportunities to heal and grow. So another perception of what is happening is that it is the expansion of the light. Let me say it again. Another perception or another viewpoint, instead of darkness, we could view it as the expansion of the light. Okay. Paul, Paul or Sadakis. It's true that a soul in an unenlightened state plays out of the reactionary altered reality in a very unconscious manner. So that the less enlightened the soul, the more likely the soul will play out the 
of the altered reality without consciously understanding or taking hold of the idea that the only true test that exists is the test of making proper choices, which is a free will decision mechanism. So in the overall process, as it plays itself out on the planet at this point in time, the awakening that fifth dimensionals are undergoing is an awakening that is moving at a far higher rate of speed than the awakening of those in the truth, true fourth dimensional form. As pioneers, this awakening in the accelerated pattern is needed and necessary. As has been stated, if you are a pioneer to the concepts of the processing new age, you must be a pioneer in a state of awakened awareness. Additionally, if you are a pioneer and go before the fourth dimensional, you must be awakened to the degree that they are able to see and understand this, that this is demonstrated in the processes of the fourth dimensional facade pattern that each of you live in at this point in time. Okay, Janet, this is something I was thrilled to read when I prepped for the show. I felt strongly that to reach the masses, this is me personally, I needed to find a way that is convincing to all that I to all that I'm reaching toward that I have been awakened. Now I'm using Paul's language here. I didn't think of it exactly in those terms, but that really was what I was feeling or sensing. I didn't have words to put around it, but I just felt there is something something that needs to happen so that there is some uh, some degree of re, of, of realness, so to speak. Now, I don't feel that it's there yet uh, to the degree that I and all of us need it to be, but I felt like reading this was a validation because I'd forgotten, okay? Now, it, it validated my motivation to work so hard with the healing energy and to cooperate with the evolutionary fr thrust along those lines, things that I keep encouraging you all to do. I'm not sure where it's going to lead me or any of you, but what Sadakis is saying here is that we are moving to a place where it won't be dependent upon somebody believing us. Instead, they'll be able to see with their own eyes or, you know, believing um, in a sense of, you know, just putting their faith that what you're saying is true and there's no evidence one way or the other. Um, so it feels like we're going to be moving to a place where, where the masses can see with their own eyes. Now, of course... <laughs> Uh, this makes me feel a bit like Linus waiting in the pumpkin patch for patch for the you know waiting for the great pumpkin to arrive. In the sense that I'm awaiting some aspect of the awakening that will bring it into this place where the masses are able to see, to quote Paul, to see and understand it, where it is demonstrated in my facade path process, my facade soul pattern. So at some point, you know, at some inner level, I'm moving from it's possible to it's probable. So it feels like this awakening is happening. I, I would say a couple of years ago, I'm thinking improbable, possible, really. But there's a part of me that seems to be moving from the possible thing into the probable thing. And I don't even know what that's going to mean. What, what, what is that going to mean? I don't know. But it feels like that's where we're all going. Okay. Sadakis. 
he addresses the darkness idea so that each of you can become aware of how you will begin to respond as the true alien that you are insofar as being in this world, but not of this world. The term alien here is used very loosely for in many metaphysical circles. The first concept that flows out of that is goody, 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 I'm from another planet, and here I am now, an alien being. I'm going to awake, and I'm going to leave these people. That is not what the alien vibration is truly all about. Most of you know already that any person in place on this planet, from the lowest mentality of evolutionary consciousness to the highest, is indeed an alien in that each soul has incarnated at least once, and for the most part, many more times than that, on other planetary systems. What Sadaka speaks of tonight is the idea that you, as fifth dimensionals, will move deeper into this acceleration. He reminds us that the acceleration deals not only with the evolutionary process of the new age on the planet, but also with the evolutionary thrust, which is moving at a much higher rate of speed, which we talked about last week. So all of us are moving through this evolutionary vibration as the energies process in, through, and around us in order to accelerate this awakening. This acceleration is one that takes us takes in the totality of all life in all dimensions, so that in these various dimensions, these energies, as they continue to process and grow and expand, all of these life forms and all of these dimensions will be processing in this accelerated manner. On this planet, as this acceleration continues to process, as this factor that you view as time continues to appear to go completely and totally out of control, the other souls on this planet that are not fifth dimensional are going to be responding to the energy at a much, much lesser degree. Now, please remember that in an evolutionary concept such as this new age, that each of the human souls upon this planet have the ability to process into higher levels of consciousness. Granted, there are many levels of soul mentality, but with the idea in mind that the bottom line of movement and progress only deals with the choice made by each individual. That choice can be to move forward or to stay in place. For many, these choices will play out of the altered realities, and the soul will be compulsed or impulsed to carry out whatever those altered realities decide to carry out meaning that a soul may not choose to move forward. Or a soul can step back and affirm, my decision is to move in this direction, taking the choice to move forward. Either way, you will continue to see more and more grossness in the areas that deal with inhumanity within the fourth dimensional realm. At the same time, you are undergoing this accelerated acceleration so that you will be consistently moving into higher levels of consciousness, humaneness, compassion, higher heart consciousness, to the degree that in many instances, when you look out and see these acts of grossness, regardless of who is playing out the role at whatever level, you will go through periods of becoming horrified, frustrated, depressed, a sense of what's the use, for as your 
alien nature, alien to the facade of human nature, begins to present itself, consciously or unconsciously, you will become more and more inclined to feel alienated from the planet upon which you serve. Janet. Okay. I don't know if you understood all that, but the alien nature that he speaks of is those of us who carry the dual soul nature. He's talking of the fifth dimensional true soul essence. We are in this world, but not of this world. We have returned. We are living and breathing and having our beingness in the fifth dimension, but we've returned an aspect of ourselves, as you all know, and we've taken on the facade human form. But, but in that way, we are even more alien than simply all of the humanities and all of us have lived on different planets. The alien nature, the feeling of being alien is as we awaken, the facade soul is going to tune in more and more to the fifth dimensional part, and we're going to feel more and more alienated to the planet that we're on. Um, we're going to feel, you know, frustrated like we don't fit. We're going to, you know, have all sorts of anger, perhaps, maybe even depressed, depression, etc. all that Sadakis explained. And Sadakis is discussing how that impacts us. Okay, Sadakis. It is the fourth dimensional facade vibration that each of you carry that will create these difficulties with the alien part of your beingness, dealing with the grossness of what you see as an ever-increasing and ever-expanding act of inhumanity, so that each of you then are responsible for making the choices as to how you will respond within your own fourth dimensional altered reality level. Let me say that again. So each of you then are responsible for making choices as to how you will respond in your own fourth dimensional altered reality level. There is a tendency in the earlier stages of this awakening of your alien nature to your human nature to want to throw up the hands, walk away, allow the lesser light to kill off the lesser light. This has happened on many occasions, and there's nothing wrong with that except for as it pertains to this planet at this point in time. You've already been told, and it's already been demonstrated, that these lesser lights, quote-unquote, in the areas that deal with philosophy, are sent, set against each other and will do battle among themselves. This will continue to grow and expand. It is for this reason that the fifth dimensionals are not being mainstreamed at this point in time in this collective pattern. It is not only the orthodox religion, but also the less traditional philosophy, philosophical vibrations that are undergoing very similar kind of things and can also be a part of the alienation as the acts of inhumanity take place. Janet, first, <laughs> the term gross is, is not, grossness is not used much these days, but it's the state of being gross, which according to the dictionary and what most of you know is, you know, being gross is being disgusting or vulgar or wrong, etc. Second, one reason Joan did not do more about advertising herself was that the higher self had told her on more than one occasion that the planet wasn't ready for the fifth dimensional information yet in a direct way. Slowly, as the years went by, they encouraged us more and more to go out to the world with a caveat that we don't hammer the information, but to unfold the pieces that seem harmonious to the situation, conditions, or something along those lines. And I think that this caution, because it came on a fairly regular basis, 
was one reason it took me so long to talk about the stuff that I unfolded about the fifth dimension beginning in on the show in the beginning of 2016. But at some point, things have moved forward. The energies have expanded. There have been so many changes and so much awakening that it's all out there for people to hear and listen to. Okay. So that's choices and decisions that you make about your actions and reactions during these periods can be greatly aided simply by bringing this information to you at this point in time. When you're told you're not mainstreaming into the masses of humanities at this point in time, this does not mean you aren't continuing to move and grow and expand but you will be doing it in areas where the ideas and concepts that are presented are handled and understood properly without the confusion entering in what this battle is all about between and among lesser lights at the philosophical level. Again, the term lesser light is used and better than. It is simply that, as you know, you've worked longer, longer and harder and been around for a longer period of time. And therefore, the light that you carry is of the fifth dimensional rather than that of the fourth dimensional. When you find yourself moving into the frustration of the sense of alienation, it is important to step back from that and view the situation in its totality, addressing first what the issue truly is and second what you can or what you, you and others can do in order to bring light into that situation, even if that light is brought in in a state of silence. The conditions will not get better on this planet, as you know. The souls upon the planet responding to the energy to the degree they are able to respond, as you know, will take all that they can handle, and then they'll lay aside the body in whatever manner they have chosen to leave this planet and will ultimately reincarnate on a planetary system more in keeping with their evolutionary rate of speed. This means that the inhumanity that you view in many instances is the only way certain types of souls know to operate because they are compulsed and impulsed from that altered reality level to fulfill in the manner in which they have chosen to leave the planet. This means that there will be step-ups in acts of violence and crimes against others. And you must always keep in mind that these souls involved in these conflicts are in agreement at the unconscious level through the altered reality. And that agreement will be carried out unless one or each of the souls involved makes the decision out of the free will pattern to recreate and move away from that specific situation. It's difficult in the fourth dimensional reality, particularly for the fifth dimensionals who are only half awake at this point, as far as the higher selfness is concerned, it is difficult to be in that half-awakened state and have to blearily view the planet and everything that goes on on the planet through those fourth-dimensional eyes. Therefore, it's important to maintain as much of a sense of personal higher self-identity as you speed through this awakening. For the higher the acceleration, the more awakened you become. The fourth-dimensional part of you that is slowly being peeled away will still be in place to the degree that you feel as if you are literally involved in a world gone absolutely crazy. And you know, we felt similar to that when Marius and the others were involved with a higher heart concept, con consciousness concept. 
It was an evolutionary concept that was totally out of hand. In this reality, however, it is not the evolutionary concept that is out of hand. It is simply a viewpoint that you must be aware so that you do not allow the unfoldment or the awakening to interfere with what you are here to do. The process of awakening is not as happy as most people believe it to be. Most people that get into the idea of awakening carry the concept that they will be ecstatically happy, that they are fulfilling their destiny, that they are playing the role of, quote-unquote, God to the humanities. These people are conceptualizing the awakening. Conceptualizing, because if they were truly awakening that strain of higher awareness, if they were truly awakened, they would understand the agony that many go through with the awakening itself. It's not that agony is needed and necessary. It is not that these are lessons to be learned. The only lesson to be learned is you don't need to learn lessons. The agony comes from the battle that takes place with the fourth dimensional viewpoint and the fifth dimensional viewpoint, if you're fifth dimensional, or the fourth dimensional viewpoint and the higher part of the fourth dimensional soul soul pattern, if you're fourth dimensional. So the agony is only a viewpoint. But as long as you process in the fourth dimensional realm at this point in time, that viewpoint is there. And therefore, there will be many times in this awakening where you do feel agony. You feel agony for what's happening, the inhumanity that is going on. You feel agony because in your mind you will look out and you will feel that others are being led down the garden path. Everything works out all right. It is difficult to understand that fully, understand that fully in the fourth dimensional facade. But as you accelerate and as the energy continues to take you through this pioneering pattern, And as your fourth dimensional viewpoint becomes more attuned with that fifth dimensional selfness, it will become easier for you to step outside of your fourth dimensional viewpoint and see it with your fifth dimensional eyes. So that in your awakening, when you feel frustrated, when you feel outraged with what's going on, when you feel, when you go through emotional schisming, it's important to remember that this is the viewpoint of your fourth dimensional facade or your altered realities that live in that thought form body. But keep in mind, whatever is happening, no matter how outraged you become, it's working out in accordance with what the souls agreed upon. Again, the bottom line is that the agreement is played out at the altered reality vibration, and the souls who continue to play out the agreement are making a choice. For in the free will vibration, all the soul has to do is to become conscious of the fact that there are choices. The robber doesn't have to rob, the killer doesn't have to kill, the airplanes do not have to malfunction, or the souls upon those airplanes do not have to die by those means. It appears in this reality that everything happens outside the control of the individual undergoing it. But there are choices, free will choices, And that is the only freedom that truly exists for any human soul, whether it be fourth dimensional or fourth dimensional facade. Janet. Okay. Maybe I should have said this earlier, but 
please keep in mind the doctor is saying over and over and over that it is the soul making choices. This is very important for you to understand. It is not mind-level decision. What we have to do is clear the altered realities to the point where it is our soul that understands we have choices. At the mind level, oh yeah, we have a choice. We can go to this grocery store or that grocery store. We can read this book and follow that recommendation or this book and follow those recommendations. We know about the choices at the mind level. It is the soul level that he is speaking of. Because at the mind level, if we want to make the right choices, but the soul is digging in its heels or going down some garden path, the soul is not aware or, or not doing anything at all, just living out the through the altered reality pattern. The soul is not figured out yet that there are choices. Okay, so it's not a mind level decision. And if it were, in all emergencies on a plane, when the plane is about to crash, virtually every passenger on the plane at the mind level wants to choose life. They do not want to die. They are praying for life. And virtually every passenger, most of the time, does die. If it were a mind-level decision, nobody would die. I, I want to make that really clear, that the soul has agreed, either consciously agreed for some conscious, I mean, at the soul-level conscious reason to die, they're ready to lay aside the body for some reason, or the altered realities are playing their playing out such that they are choosing the death that they altered reality uh, is, you know, responsible for. So that's really important for you to understand. That is why it is so important for us to be clearing, neutralizing, dissolving, whatever term you want to use, these altered realities that are made up of thought forms, habit imprints, emotional blueprints. Because the more we clear those these altered realities, the more we clear up the confusion at the soul level, the conflicts at the soul level, the misunderstandings, misinterpretations, and misconceptions at the soul level. So that we don't have our altered realities making the decision, just connecting with other altered realities of other people and going through some sort of automatic pilot responses or choices. We want the soul to make those choices. And the more we clear up that energetic baggage, the more the soul is going to have clarity and figure out it has those choices. So I, again, am encouraging you all big time to do that clearing. I, you know me, I almost virtually never market myself. But I have to say, the higher selves told me I need to encourage people to get choices neutralizing your thoughts and emotional blueprints and soul psychology, our journey through the human kingdom universe. You can get them both in ebooks, you can get them both uh, on Amazon and print book or ebook. It's really important that you guys try to understand the importance of this. Okay? So I'm putting that out there because it's just really important for you for you to know and understand the difference between the real choice, the free will choice that happens at the soul level, and the altered reality choices. Hello? We don't want to have the altered reality making choices for us. We want to make them at the soul level. But again, that is 
we can have the motivation at the mind level to do the clearing, to commit to our own soul to do the clearing so that the soul becomes free to make the higher level decisions, to move into and absorb and use that higher heart consciousness energy and to be awakened in an accelerated manner, to be awakened in a manner that uh, brings us to where we all want to be yesterday and takes us through the process without so much frustration or agony or alienation. So let's get to it, guys. Okay. Sadakas. It becomes important to rearrange your perspective about how you will be viewing this world gone mad. For in allowing yourself to fall into the negative aspects of emotionalism, you are infusing altered realities within your own thought form body when you should be truly allowing them to process and be done with. For the altered realities do not permit you to address your place in the overall scheme of things in a clear and unconfused manner. This is not intended in any way to frighten any individual, for there's nothing to be frightened of, except as how you may or may not perceive the outer reality as this process continues. There is nothing to be frightened of when you go through these periods of feeling completely and totally isolated and alienated from the world gone mad. It is time for kindred souls to gather together, not in any form of worship, but to gather together with those who are like themselves. This will aid and assist each of you in moving through this process. It will assist each of you in helping you to maintain the sanity of one or the other who may be going out of control at any point in time. Joan, yeah, Paul, I like to say things like misery loves company, and I guess that's kind of what you're talking about here. And he said, essentially, yes, but he doesn't like the word misery. That's all right. We live in this reality, so we need to joke around a little bit. So that, at any rate, it is important for us to understand that in this coming together, and this is not that we are to crutch on each other. It is simply a co-mingling of energies. In the periods, which will become more intensified because the more we awaken, the more intense the sense of alienation may be, our co-mingling of energies will permit each of us to be lifted in harmony one with the other in a collective kind of vibration. So we are not to do this as crutches. We are to do this in order to rid ourselves of this sense of isolation or alienation at the point in time it takes place. There are many causes that can be addressed directly in those areas where the inhumanity appears to be out of hand. And there are many areas in that avenue that cannot be addressed directly. You can address those that cannot be addressed directly through sending the higher heart consciousness into those situations. Those that can be addressed directly, you can physically move into those situations and assist and help, like helping the physical needs of the homeless. But it is important for us to to remember that when we draw together physically or when we draw together in our thoughts, we greatly assist each individual within the collective group and the collective group in its totality. Janet, in part, rereading this information was one reason that I've decided to have my meetup groups move from once a month to every week, beginning in February. It is so that we can build that sense of community that we already started and that we can help one another move through these difficult times and places. It is a way to 
be there for one another, facilitate the awakening, help each other with it, and help the group as a whole with it. Sadaka, it will listen. It will lessen. It will reach a point after we've acclimated to this acceleration of being able literally to step out of the fourth dimensional viewpoint and deal with what we are observing from a higher fifth dimensional level. Okay, with that, Paul finishes or Sadaka finishes. But again, I want to say what I mentioned before I started, that Paul, in each of the times he comes forward to help us, he is imploring us not to give up. In understanding what is going on, where our feelings of alienation and agony come from and why, it's his attempt, very earnest attempt to encourage us, to support us, to keep us on track. And of Joan's original group, I have to say, so many have moved aside. Many have laid aside the body. Many have stopped doing the work. There are a handful that I really don't know what what they're doing or what they aren't doing. So hopefully some are continuing with the work. But I know very well why Paul is so earnest, because it is easy to allow our facade altered realities to give up, to feel frustrated, to say, what's the use, as Sadakis said. So I, too, am coming forth to encourage all of you to do the work, understand as best you can what is happening, what is going on out there, to understand that when there is this inhumanity or this grossness that is happening, that it is co-created with the souls and that is their only way of making or finding the decision if some are killed in a, an attack somewhere or some sort of natural disaster or whatever. It is their soul's way to make the choice to die for whatever reason. And we won't know the reason for any individual soul. Some are dying because they need to go elsewhere. They can't keep up with the evolutionary speed. Others are dying because there's another plan of action to be done that has nothing to do with that. But in any case, the deaths are chosen by each and every individual at the soul level. As tough as it is, it doesn't mean that we, even though we understand it, it doesn't mean we have to like it, that we have to support the inhumanity, that it is inevitable because the more we help, the more we send out the higher heart consciousness consciousness energy, the more we we help ourselves and move through this awakening, the more we're going to be helping the humanities and this helping this pattern shift. Nothing is inevitable. We are able to change this situation and condition. And again, it's 30 years later, so there, of course, there is more awakening that's going on, but of course, there is more of the inhumanity also coming, more of the quote-unquote darkness. What, which is really the coming of the light. The darkness is our perception. Okay. So, that's, that's what Paul has to say. And it's intense. It's a lot of material. Again, I encourage you all to listen again and again 
take it in as best you can or listen to the whole series and then go back and start over them again. And you're going to see, you hear things on a whole new level because you're going to have context, much of the context that we had when we started, because as I said, when this information started coming through in 87, we had already been attending Joan's classes from the end of, I think she started in the very end of 83 or the beginning of 84 with a higher self coming in and she was uh, going into frequency and bringing in the higher self information for each class. So they were teaching us and bringing us through step by step, um, slowly but surely. And so we have the context. And I think even though if you just listen to in his own words all the way to the end and then you go back and start over again, you're going to have a lot more context because I come in and I explain in between stuff. So you're not only hearing in his own words, you're hearing me explain things and giving you more context. So you're going to understand in his own words on your own and much better. Anyway, okay. So now it is time to do the healing. And we are already amalgamated, but I'm going to do another very short but very important refocus of our, of our attention. Uh, so I want everyone to make sure if they can to be comfortable you don't have to be lying down or even sitting down. You don't have to shut your eyes when you do these healings. If you are on the elliptical machine or you're out walking you and you're listening, you know, through your through earphones, from your iPhone or whatever, you can do this even though you're out and about. It, the important thing is the focus of attention and really being able to do it in movement, in process, is an important part of our awakening because that's where we're going. That's what we should be able to do. And you can because it's not that hard. Most of you probably do it already. So I want each of you just to take a few deep, deep breaths, quiet your mind, and I want just to begin by having each and every one of you move to what I'm now calling for myself, DEPTCON 1. Meaning, we're going to move in, move down, move into the very first divine level that we carry, and that's the soul process of the true soul essence, the fifth dimensional part of ourselves. And I want each and every one of you to see yourself becoming one with that part of you, opening up and moving into the true soul essence, feeling it sensing it, being it, or saying the words, I am my true soul essence. You can use a symbol. I've mentioned I use a symbol of, of light. It's a very beautiful blue energy field. But there are many different symbols that you can use. So I, whatever you feel to do, there is not one right way. What works for you, I want you to activate the connection, the beingness of yourself at two levels, at the fourth dimensional facade level and at the fifth dimensional true soul essence level. You are in two places at once. Your consciousness is here in this reality as you walk down the street, as you sit in the chair, as you lie in your bed, as you exercise at the gym, and you're also connected to at your conscious level that fifth dimensional true soul essence, that powerful energy field 
the divine energy that all of you are, the alien part of us. It isn't really alien, but that's how we feel it because we're so used to living out of the fourth dimensional facade. Okay, so we want to just stay there for a few moments, feel that powerful energy field, feel the oneness, the beingness, the connection. This is who we are at our most evolved state. doesn't make us better than anybody else. But it is very important that we connect with it, that we sense it at the same time that we have our beingness in the facade level as well. I'm now going to ask that we each move to DEPTHCON 2. DEPTHCON 2 is the pure soul essence. This is the essence of each and every soul that is from originating source of all there is. This pure soul essence light, the symbolic light, carries all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. And it is running at an even higher frequency level, at an even higher frequency level than the true soul essence. Feel the new level of intense energy becoming part of who you are. Feel the new level of beingness. This is who we truly are at the most expanded level. This is our purest, most perfect, most potent point of power. Feel it. Sense it. Be it. And now we have our consciousness at three levels, the facade level, the true soul essence level, and the pure soul essence level. Feel and sense the levels simultaneously as best you can. Understand that this is a no-brainer for fifth dimensionals. This is something that we all will be able to do easily and effortlessly as the awakening continues. This is a good exercise. This is good practice. DEPCON 4. We're now going to move the totality of who we are into the originating source of all there is. This is the our home. This is the totality of all that exists at all levels. This is the unlimited resource. This is a very powerful, powerful, powerful place. And now we are existing at four different levels. Facade, true soul essence, pure soul essence, and originating source of all there is. Feel the intensity of the energy with each step inward or downward or upward or however you want to view it, each step, feel the energy getting more and more intense. It is so intense. It is what puts us in llama land when we do this work. It is our way by focusing on these energies of saying, yes, help me move into my free will dimension. Do the processing the healing, the balancing, 
Give me the information, the understanding, the insights. Awaken me. Help me acclimate. This is the source of our power. This is the power of the miraculous that we carry. This is the Panama Canal of self-help. This is what it's going to help us move through this awakening without suffering, without perceiving agony at every turn. And now in the state of beingness, and I see all listeners, past, present, and future, and I see so many other souls, just like Joan has talked about in her healing circle. I feel it when we come together as a group on the radio, the light and the energy that we pulse together, that we create this gigantic, gigantic beacon of energy goes out to the human kingdom universe and souls from all over move in and partake of the light at whatever level they are ready to utilize and partake of. And so that's happening now. The light that we are, we have created, the beacon we have created is ginormous. And let's use this opportunity to activate by the higher heart consciousness energy by focusing on it. But we, it's already there. We want to activate it and have it smooth. You can see that pink flame like, like uh, Sadaka's talked about, or you can see it in any way you wish. But I want all of us to focus on that higher heart consciousness energy and along with the light that it is within, that we pulse this out not only to the totality of all souls at every level on this planet, but to the totality of the astral, the force fields of energy around this planet, out to the astral of the totality of the human kingdom universe, and out to the totality of all the souls throughout the human kingdom universe, certainly known and unknown. So I'm asking that we all consciously send this light out, move it, pulse it, experience it, take it in for ourselves. We are creating our own healing circle, activating from within our own healing abilities, our own healing power. We are connected with the totality of our higher selves by becoming one with our true soul essence. For the higher selves are part of that true soul essence. They are fifth dimensional in nature. And when we become one with the true soul essence, we are becoming one with the higher selves. We are actively giving them permission to help us and others. And right now, I think because this symbol works well, We're going to activate the rainbow bridge energy, creating from each of us that rainbow bridge, first connecting us each at the chakra level to the originating sources chakra, bringing our own chakras into the highest state of efficiency. But we're also going to utilize the bridge function, creating this beautifully balanced bridge energy from each of us moving out of the heart area and creating the platform in the center. And on this platform, I'm going to put symbolically the issues that Paul gave us a window to seeing that we would all 
experience. Everybody in a different, from a different direction, a different degree. But I want now for us to do the healing for ourselves, to help us as we move through, to help us not give up, to help us not move off the path, to help us not to overly emotionalize and then just continually reinforce our own altered realities. So right now, the first one that comes in is simply the word alien. And it changed immediately from the word alien into an alien-looking symbol. It looks like, you know, any sci-fi movie alien, really horrible. Not quite like the alien, the movie alien, but on two legs, <laughs> um, but just really horrible looking. And you all may see something like it from your own perspective. Remember that we do see things from our own perspective. In any case, I want all of us knowing that as we send light to this symbolic alien, that we're really sending light to our own sense of being alien and our own sense of being alienated and isolated because an alien is not going to have a lot of friends. And so an alien does feel alone, isolated, un misunderstood. So we're, we're going to send in the light and it's going to be neutralizing the altered realities for each of us, the sense of alienation, the sense of being misunderstood the sense of isolation, the being alone, the sense of uh, throwing up the hands, um, giving up, not feeling connected, not having reason. So what's the reason? If we're not connected and we're alien and nobody understands us and we're all alone, what the heck? So send the light, and I want us to actively include the light of clarity of vision and expanded perception. I want that part of the light to be activated so that as we send it to the alien, that the alien actually changes how it looks. It brings in more proper conception, more understanding and a better interpretation of what it is we're feeling. And the alien is changing. It is changing and becoming less horrific looking, less disgusting, less threatening what I'm seeing is it's and it's sort of flashing between male and female but I'm seeing a more normal look of male and female understanding now the true soul lessons of course we are uh, the true soul essence is carries both the male and the female we're androgynous so but I'm seeing it because we're relating to it from this life this very you know the, the alien is turning into a good-looking man and a good-looking woman. So that's nice to know. Nice to see that they're good-looking, right? Anyway, the the energy is doing the job and just continue. And whatever is coming up for each individual, I want you to go in, utilize this time to clear your own sense of being alienated or being an alien or being different, being out of the box being unaccepted, unacceptable. And let's send that into that also, understanding not only are we healing ourselves, but we're healing as this energy moves into this symbolic symbol at the platform. 
the energy is going to continue to move into the astral, the higher self are processing it into the astral and working on the alien issue and alien nature that is carried in the astral plane, not only on this planet, but on within the whole human kingdom universe. So we are actually helping on more than one level. We're helping ourselves at the facade level because it is the facade level soul choice that what we want to bring into a, a higher and higher levels of choices, higher and higher levels of clarity. So it is working on our fourth dimensional facade soul choices to help us awaken to understand at a higher level and not feel alienated or at least if we see that people don't understand this because we're out of the box that we don't judge and get hurt or anxious and hurt is a very important part of it we need to and i do see hurt now moving on to that word hurt moving on to the platform and its buddy right next to it is agony so we're going to be working on hurt and agony at the same time. Hurt is more personal hurt. The agony that Sadakis was talking about is, is more um, agony at seeing man's inhumanity to man out on the planet. So, but we're working, it's the same idea. It's the pain, the pain that we suffer in one way or another. And that's why we're working on both of these together. So I want us to send the light into the hurt and the agony, okay? Understanding this is getting to the hurt and the agony that's carried by our own altered realities. And the altered realities of all those souls that have joined us today, known and unknown. And it's also being moved in to neutralize and clear and cleanse the hurt and the agony that's carried within the astral plane. And I have to say, this is huge in the astral because hurt and agony are very general terms, and they come from many different reasons. We're not simply working on agony from the idea of looking at man and man, man. That is the agony that came up today. We're working on agony in general, because we've all had agony in so many ways. How about we get hurt, and there's no, no some culture where there's no doctors and no way to get help, and we're in agony dying for weeks or months. Of pain. I mean, we've had agony on so many levels. So the agony that we're working on here is the totality of the agony and the hurt. So let's just keep sending, and I want to call in divine love again, the higher heart consciousness. I want to also activate divine forgiveness because hurt and agony uh, often carries judgment about whatever we believe the cause to be. And then we... Um, we, we, we just continue to judge. And if we think we're the causes, then we judge ourselves. So we want to bring in forgiveness, divine forgiveness, which carries forgiveness for the self and forgiveness for others. Now, forgiving others isn't going to make them forgive themselves, for example. But if we can forgive others, it, is, it helps us moving to our own self-forgiveness. They work in tandem. The... Um, if we forgive someone else, it might help them forgive themselves. The self-forgiveness is the key, but the forgiving others is so important as well. It helps us forgive ourselves and it helps others forgive themselves when they've been forgiven from, you know, by others. So we want 
want to really put in this place forgiveness. Um, I don't think it hurts. I'm going to activate divine joy. And I'm going to activate again the clarity of vision and expanded perception. What Paul was talking about a lot here is that we need to move up to that helicopter viewpoint. We can see, and you know what that is. I've talked about it so much on the show and in my books. We can see on the freeway a lot of a crash, a major crash, major difficulties, major snarls, major delays. If we're above in the helicopter and we can see the exit points that the car is approaching the crash, the closed part of the freeway, how they can get off and find their way to where they're going in another way. But the cars on the freeway, unless they're just really lucky to have the radio exactly tuned in to a station that gives that traffic information, they're clueless. They're clueless. And they can spend hours and hours waiting on the freeway, unable to move because of the situation. We want to get to the helicopter viewpoint, not only about our own lives, but about the grossness and the inhumanity that is going on. So I definitely want to activate, focus on, and bring in to this whole scenario the uh, clarity of vision and expanded perception. And I want that energy, too, to move into the astral because we want it to help us move through the confusion that we feel and the to clear, clarify and clear and dissolve the misinterpretations, the misconceptions, and the misunderstandings. Very important. I now see a new term moving on, and this is anger. This is a place, anger and frustration, this is a place where we often go. We get angry because we feel helpless and powerless and even hopeless. So the anger is, I see it as a word on the platform, and it's kind of plugged in or anchored with helplessness, powerlessness, and hopelessness. And so I want each and every one of us to begin to focus. Focus the, the, the light. Focus the higher heart consciousness on these symbolic uh, representations of the anger, the hopelessness, the helplessness, and the powerlessness. Just keep focusing the light, focusing the divine love, the higher heart consciousness. Reducing, dissolving anger and rage. It holds us in the past. We can't change the past. Whatever has happened in the past, it's happened. We can only change our response to it. So again, we want clarity of vision and expanded perception. If it's an ongoing situation, it holds us prisoner. The anger doesn't move us forward, either for ourselves. It just is constantly um, re-empowering our own altered realities. doesn't process it out. So we want to neutralize the anger, whether it's from something in the past or something that's ongoing in the present. Otherwise, it creates these ripple effects ongoing into the future now. So I want each and every one of us to really work on sending in the neutral the light to neutralize the anger, the powerlessness, and the hopelessness. And Sadakas today talked about 
if we can't do anything directly, we have a lot we can do indirectly. We may, it may be a situation across the world that we can't, some war, we can't go in and fight a battle, but we can be working indirectly with sending out the energies. And we aren't powerless. We aren't powerless in our own lives, and we aren't powerless to help others. And so, again, the expanded perception, the clarity of perception and expanded perception, however it goes, I'm just watching it. It's moving in, and it's really helping to reshape. I'm seeing the anchors dissolving, the, whole, the hopelessness and the helplessness. The, we have the techniques. We have the tools. We have the knowledge to dissolve our own sense of helplessness, hopelessness, and powerlessness. And I want those to be really focused on now. And I want to call in the power of the miraculous, the power of strike power, the self-connection, divine connection, divine connection that each of us have to connect with our own divine inner self, the true soul essence, the pure soul essence, and the originating source. These are the real, true power for each of us. The purest, most perfect, most potent personal power that we each carry. So we want the divine connection to come in. We want to dissolve all that sense of powerlessness, all that sense of hopelessness and helplessness. And I am watching as those are that those anchors are being dissolved. I want to. Um, I don't know. I keep thinking inner knowing. I want to. Uh, call in divine inner knowing because Tabakas knows, Marias knows, other fifth dimensionals know that we will move through this awakening, that we will process and expand uh, and be able to process the fifth dimensional part of ourselves through the fourth dimensional reality. We aren't there yet, but they know that's where we're going. And this is why they keep encouraging us. And what I'm seeing now with the anger, what I'm seeing now with the, I'm seeing all the anchors dissolving and the anger is changing. It's morphing kind of thing. And I keep having us send in the higher heart consciousness because it's morphing into a heart. And it's important to love where we are in the moment or we can't love where we will be in the next moment. The divine love is coming in and morphing the anger into love. The higher heart consciousness is healing us at the altered reality level so that where we're going is to this powerful place of love, proper self-love, proper love of others. doesn't mean that we just ignore what's going on say, oh, what's the use, walk away, all of that. It doesn't mean that. It's that we're able to see it, it what's going on in a with ourselves and with the world in a clarity that allows us to make those decisions at the soul level in a much higher frequency level. So we aren't just reacting, acting and reacting in the automatic pilot of the altered realities going on 
that we carry. Once we neutralize the altered realities, the soul has real choice. The soul has real choice. And because I've experienced personally so many friends and acquaintances that were part of Joan's group that have walked away in some manner, I would like to put those the, the, the next and the last part of this healing to have to do with um, the walking away issue, the giving up. Now, before I do, the higher self is reminding me that we that the divine love energy, the morphing of the heart into the heart uh, that's on the platform, it all that energy has been saying has been sent into the astral, and it is working on those four fields of energy in a very powerful way as well. They want me to bring it to your consciousness because it's important for you to understand that as a group we have we have a lot of power, guys. We can do a lot. We may not know because, in fact, we have no control group. We can't see what it would have been like if we hadn't done this exercise versus what it was like when we did do it. Because, in fact, we did do it, so we don't have the what it would have been like if we hadn't done it. But you're going to see over time that things do change. Things do shift. Things do heal. And it may seem like it takes a long time, but without the energies that we have shared and processed and provided to all of the souls and the all of the humanities, not only on this planet, but in the whole human kingdom, kingdom universe, that things would be even that much worse. Hard to believe sometimes, I know. But in any case, we're now going to work on the issue that I've experienced firsthand of so many people walking away, giving up. And it doesn't mean that they don't have real reasons, but the reasons are at the soul level, the mind level tries to figure it out. They just don't, they feel apathetic. Remember last week, Paul, Paul or Sadaka talked a lot about the apathy. I've experienced that from time to time. That's a very real thing that we have sometimes this apathy we don't know what to do we don't know where we're going and we just sort of feel like I'm just gonna do nothing so if that continues if the soul continues to feel that 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 continues to have that apathetic state that state where it just doesn't do anything doesn't process doesn't be actively cooperating with the awakening that soul could give up. The soul could just step aside and go off the path or lay aside the body or whatever. So we want to really work on that state of apathy, that point of giving up, that state of giving up. And the image I have is a bunch of people in a circle, like around a campfire, sitting down, and every once in a while, somebody gets up and walks away. And then somebody else gets up and walks away. And somebody else gets up and walks away. 
and the souls, it, it, there are other souls that come and take their place. There are so many fifth dimensionals present on the planet that there is seemingly an unending resource of fifth dimensionals who will pick up the pieces when souls walk away. But it's just important. The higher selves are indicating that it's important that we preserve as many of the fifth dimensionals uh, that are working on the planet as we can because that means more light more reaching other people, more possibilities of communicating. There's areas, for example, that are rural, and maybe there's only a couple of fifth dimensionals in those areas. If one of those walks away from apathy, there is no fifth dimensional in that area. There are many areas around the world where there's no computers, so they don't get access to the choices, the other messages, the other ideas and concepts that fifth dimensionals might put forward, whether it's directly like me or indirectly like in stories or uh, videos or uh, YouTube or, or whatever. So there are so many people that will be lost. It'll take, they aren't lost for good. They're just delayed. The more the fifth dimensionals stay and don't keep walking away, the less delay there is around the entire planet and around the universe. Because as we move out of delay and into processing better and better, more and more accelerated, that, that we, we are giving that energy not only to the astral but to all of the universe. So we're all helping one another. And so the higher self want the, the drain, want the dripping, want the constant leak, leaking away of souls a fifth dimensional here to do a job moving away from, you know, getting set up, getting, you know, apathetic, giving up. So I want, I see this campfire, so to speak, and, and I keep watching the picture of souls walking away. There are souls moving to take place, but you know what? All I can see now is the souls that are walking away. I mean, that is just really got me keyed in. And right in the center of this, sit down is a symbolic fire and I want to I want us all to use that symbol of the fire to empower it with the motivation and determination to maintain the commitment to the destiny pattern and this is really actually bringing tears to my eyes because uh, it's really important guys we want to infuse it with divine motivation, divine clarity of vision and expanded perception about the destiny, about who they are, divine connection to the self at the higher level. Um, we want this light to just start to increase the desire to bring the self into a state of balance and healing, the desire to bring in the awakening, the desire to continue what we all came here to do. And so all of that, and I see this symbolically, the, the fire getting, it's as if someone has thrown on a lot more fuel. It's getting bigger and bigger now instead of just a little campfire. It's becoming almost like a huge bonfire. And of course, we put in the divine love the divine forgiveness, the divine hope, the divine miraculous, the divine manifestation in the highest ideal, 
for all of us. And anything else any one of you can think of, whether now or as we're going, and let's just start to see this light envelop the totality of all of those who are sitting around, all of those carrying the dual soul nature, sitting around this camp campfire. Now, I'm seeing it as a small gathering, but in fact, it's huge. We are dealing with millions of souls here. There are literally, I've never been given a number, but I would say at least a million fifth dimensionals in place on the planet, or certainly half a million. I don't really know, and it's not important, but there are so many, so many of us there to to take in this energy, to take in uh, the energy that will empower us, that will motivate motivate us. And while we're taking it in, we are neutralizing. The light is neutralizing and dissolving the frustrations, the idea of giving up, the the whole moving away from the commitment to the destiny, the whole discouragement, walking away from all of that, it's dissolving all of those to help facilitate the fears, the fears, the apathy, the fears of what happens if we continue to move forward. Do we have to walk into all those, quote, unquote, battles? The fears that, you know, we're, we're going to get hurt or the fears that it's going to be hopeless or worthless or it's not going to work. What's the point? We're neutralizing all of those, just the sense of hopelessness again that fuels the desire to walk away. We want all of that to be neutralized. And by neutralizing it, I'm seeing the flame, the, the, the center flame. It's a cleansing, clearing, uh, life-giving uh, uh, balancing energy that is just moving to engulf the totality of who we are, neutralizing on the one hand and empowering on the other. It's just beautiful. We're becoming one with this cleansing flame. It's not a flame, but it's a light that I use the term flame simply because of the analogy with the the campfire flame. But it isn't really a flame. It's just beautiful, powerful light. The higher selves are taking it to wherever it needs to go for each individual. And it's it's not stopping, interestingly enough. It is not stopping just with the group on this planet. They are moving this flame all over the human kingdom universe. We're not the only ones that are having trouble with the acceleration pattern. We're not the only ones that are having trouble with the awakening. They're taking this beautiful light that's going to help each and every one of us on this planet out throughout the whole human kingdom universe, providing it for those souls with a dual soul nature. Now, I do believe this is the first time there's ever been an exercise that was oriented solely for the fifth dimensional in place carrying the dual soul nature. And there is a part of me that it triggers me crying because we do need help and support each and every one of us we need that light we need uh, to clear as much as we can of that energetic weight that allows our 
facile to make decisions that we don't want at the mind level. Keep in mind, the mind level and the soul level don't always agree. That's what we want to do is we want to bring the soul level into agreement with that part of us that wants our destiny yesterday. That we want the awakening yesterday. That's what we want for the most part at the mind level. We want our life to be perfect yesterday. So that's the mind level. The soul level is having issues, having problems, many of which I've talked about in many other my shows and on the ones today specifically related to Sadakis, what he was talking about today. So we too need the help. We need to have that group phenomenon, not as crutches. We don't want to crutch on one another, as Paul so cutely said, but we want to be there and create a group energy, a group commitment, a group um, connection, helping each member of the group and the group itself. And that's very much what this last part of the exercise was there to do, was there to bring us into one accord with one another. And some of us are in an area where there's a lot of us operating, and that makes it easier to be and develop a group of like-minded people. There are other areas that are not in that place. And that's okay, because they're connected to us in this group this radio group and the other groups that we have. We have to remember to bring in all fifth dimensionals that are carrying the dual soul nature that are on place on this planet and even those that are out of body that are working on from the human kingdom heaven in the many, many ways they do to help us and help the humanities. And with that, the healing is over and I'm kind of a mess, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> I'm kind of a mess because, you know, I, I care about each and every one of you and I care about what I'm doing and I care about the planet and I care about um, all souls, as you probably know. And I'm talking to the choir because I'm pretty sure uh, everyone else can exactly connect and empathize with what I'm feeling. So that was pretty intense. I do believe it was the first time there was an exercise specifically for us guys. And it doesn't make us any more special, but it should put in in the mind that we need help just like everybody else. And we got help today. And because Paul is really, or Sadakis is really wanting to help, just as Marias does, just as Mary does. I do have one thing with Peter. I have to find it. Um, hopefully it will come up. But they're really here to help us. They're here to help us help ourselves and each other about them doing it for us. They can't. They can give us the information. They can encourage us to use it. But it's up to each and every one of us. We live in that free will kingdom, and it's up to each and every one of us. Okay, yikes. Uh, there is one more thing, and I placed it at the end of the show, thinking maybe people aren't going to be listening. But the higher selves have been encouraging me to start to actually tell people that I do private sessions. Um, it seems to be one of my roles 
to let people know about their fifth dimensional status. Um, I apparently, and Joan did the same, that she had the same thing. She let people know, put, brought it into a state of consciousness. And they are encouraging me to tell people because I can do private sessions over Skype or over the phone. Uh, I can even do them in the silence and then send the uh, cassette to somebody if they don't have access to a computer or phone. Of course, you wouldn't be hearing this if you didn't have some sort of access. But in any case, there are many ways I can do a private session, but it seems to be coming important, especially for those, and that's why they wanted me to talk about it on the radio, that are not in this area. If you're in this area, you're part of maybe my meetup. I have a large meetup group, um, and I've been doing this er a lot in this area. Many people know about the private sessions. I literally never advertise them. But the higher self are letting me know that we are moving into the masses. And part of moving into the masses is to let people know that they do have access. Now, the private sessions they're talking about, for the most part, is not somebody who's going to sign up with me like a therapist and meet with me once a month for three years. Not that, but just the opportunity to become more aware of who they are at the soul level. And what are perhaps their issues that could be holding them back? I don't know. Each individual would be very different in whatever comes up in the session. They've been all over the map, but for some reason, the higher selves have told me I have to kind of get over my reticence to, just to let people know that there is an opportunity to have a private session. And you can notify me if you're interested at info at janetrichmond.com. I do get those emails, info at janetrichmond.com. So you can absolutely send me uh, a request for more information. My, my website, I do believe, has some information on it, but I don't know. Maybe in the store, um, you look up private sessions. And I created that page eight years ago now, or seven, six years ago. It's been a long time. I'm not even sure what the information is, but you can sign up there. You can pay there. You can... Uh, Give me your email there. So for some reason, uh, the email to Janet at info.com doesn't come through. I get it through the web. I get your information through the website. There's just a lot of ways you can contact me from anywhere in the globe. And so I'm putting that out there because I do think it's really important and it's something, I don't know, it has to do with this increasing self-awareness that Paul is really pushing. Just knowing more and becoming more aware helps us. I am not going to do anything for you. It isn't a magic bullet, but it will be a great expansion for each of you of understanding who you are and what is happening to you at that facade soul level. You might learn more about your fifth dimensional side, too. That does come up in some sessions, so maybe it will come not for somebody out there, but you will also get tremendous insight to what's going on at the soul level. And with awareness, with consciousness comes power. And they, there is the indication is that there can be those of you that aren't local to LA that will begin to find communities within your own areas. And this is a part of, of increasing your own self-awareness 
would be to have a session with me. Now, of course, it's, there's no pressure ever. It is a suggestion. If you feel too, great. If not, great. It is not a must, should, have to, nothing like that. And it's worry that people will interpret that, interpret it like that, that has always kept me from saying word one. I mean, when I do hear from people, I often get the question, do you have private sessions? Because I never talk about it. So anyway, I've stuck it on the end of the show, and I probably will mention it again on other shows because the impress, the information from the higher self has been pretty pretty uh, intense on this issue. So, And the books are also important <laughs> um, because the books can be ordered from all over the world. There are many, many out there that listen to the show that can't come to my meetup groups. You listen to the radio, but it's still it's a it's still a drop in the bucket. I cannot repeat all the information from my books because that information is already out there. I do give some very essential parts of the books, but not all of it. So anyway, I love you all, and we're building this really intense community, really great community, really a community that you're going to help each other and other and and the group itself and then those outside the the group. We're really moving. This year is opening up. We're really getting it together. We're on the move, guys. That's what we're doing. And I want to say my meetup group is changing. Uh, I've got a title for it, and it's, um, it's a takeoff from what I call my group here on the radio starting in 2016. I called it the superhero school. Remember? Well, the higher self indicated to me that the meetup group is going to be, now we're having it every week, it's superhero school with a twist. And what the twist is, superheroes have superpowers, and they go out and they rescue people. They take care of people. They help them from being hurt or harmed in many ways. The higher self say the superhero school with a twist is this, and it's really what this group is too on the radio, but I didn't have that with a twist in the title. We are becoming superheroes for ourselves, knowing how we can help ourselves and knowing how we can help others help themselves. We can't save them. We can't fix them. We can't do it for them, but we can give them the perspective, the choices, the tools, the techniques, everything to help them do it for themselves. And that's why it's a superhero school with a twist. The twist being that we aren't going to become the saviors. So think on that for a minute. And think about in your own area, wherever you are, starting your own group. Think about it. I encourage you out there. And if you want me to come out and be a part of the group at any point in time, I could certainly do that. It's just very important that we all begin to work together and work with like-minded people, people who um, carry the same destiny pattern to be of service to the evolutionary process of the four lower kingdoms. And there are a million, trillion, gazillion ways to do that. There is no one right way. But if we keep our eyes on and focus on what the destiny is, we can all help each other, ourselves, and and then others even beyond us. Okay? All right. So next week, as I said, we're going to have Mary come in. 
Catherine. She was the mother of Jesus. She is also fifth dimensional. She does give some very interesting information about her role in the process. It's not a lot, but there's something. And then she goes on to talk about the evolutionary thrust and gives us that great exercise. Um, the focus of attention on so many of these uh, in their own words session that I'm sharing with you is on this evolutionary thrust. It is a huge part of what's going on on the planet for us and with all other souls. It is very significant and they are constantly in different, from different perspectives and in different ways teaching us about how the evolutionary thrust is working, how it affects us, and what can we do about it? How can we help ourselves with it? Okay. So anyway, that's the scoop guys. I love you all so much. Thank you for being a part of this show. And with that, I'm going to uh, say goodbye. Wish you a wonderful week and I'll see you or I'll talk with you again next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.